Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today we're going to be asking a simple question around hope. Uh, and just as we start off, would you describe yourself as a hopeful person? Do the people who know you the best, who love you the most, would they describe you as hopeful? Uh, or would they describe you as pessimistic, uh, always thinking the worst, seeing the worst that could happen? But today I want to I want to speak into the topic of choosing hope because I think it's more than just being a hopeful person or not. I think it's what we choose. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. If you listen in every single week, thank you again for joining us. It's such an honor and privilege to do this with you. And as far as possible, we release this podcast every Tuesday. And the point is just to grab a cup of coffee or tea, perhaps listening to this on the way to work or dropping your kids off or even a gym or as you walk somewhere, just enjoying nature. We're just going to spend 10, 15 minutes together talking about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus. And so if you haven't yet on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, won't you please give this uh, a subscribe, subscribe to our podcast so you can be let known every time one of these comes out. So why speak into hope? Sometimes, uh, not too often, but sometimes I descend into the depths of social media videos. Uh, you know how it is. You start scrolling and before you know it, you've been watching videos for an hour and a half, two hours. And when that happens, what I walk away with when I do that is a sense that people generally see things getting worse around us. We see corruption and conspiracy clouding more and more leadership. We see more and more distrust for companies and institutions. We see more and more pastors and church leaders being disgraced. We see people trying to navigate loss and lack, whether through mismanagement, natural disasters, or oppression. And it's very easy to walk away from all of that, from all the news, all the opinion pieces, all the conspiracy theories, and think that the world is heading in the wrong direction. It's easy to think that we are heading towards a very dark and a very dangerous world. The thing is, though, is that when we fill our eyes with humanity and society, if we are looking at that alone, hope might not be what we walk away with. It might not be our default setting. So the question I ask is, how can we choose hope when it seems like the world is hopeless? That's why this is such an important question, because in the midst of what surrounds us, can we choose hope? And you and I, we know this, right? A life without hope is sad. It is it can be disappointing, it can be lifeless. And so what I don't want for any of us here today, any of you listening today, and for myself and my family, is to live a life devoid of hope. But how on earth do we choose hope? How can we do that? Now, we do, we do see people in the Bible navigate this. When Naomi was speaking to Ruth and Orpah, she looked at the situation and said there's no hope. When Job was in the depths of despair, he said his days were without Hope. Some of our heroes of faith were faced with hopelessness, yet in both of these situations, Ruth was able to step into the space and say, no, no, I'm going to keep going. Job was able to hold on to his belief that God is a good God. And so they were able to hold on to hope in the place of hopelessness. And I, I think it's really profoundly described in Psalm 42. And if you've never read Psalm 42, I would encourage you to read the entire thing. But Psalm 42 verse 3 to 5 says this, my tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember, as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you downcast, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me, hoping God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation? 
Now, if you are ever going to highlight a couple of words in Scripture, I would encourage you to go onto your version Bible app, open the Bible that you use, and highlight those three words, hope in God. This psalm is written by the sons of Korah. And it describes something amazing. They are confronted with people who doubt their faith. Uh, right at the top, it says, um, people say to me all day long, where is your God? And they can only remember a time when they were free to worship. They, it says that, hey, these things I remember when I used to go with the throng. They're in grief and sorrow. And when they look around themselves, they are surrounded by doubt and loss. And their souls become downcast. Some of us listening to this right now know what it's like to have a downcast soul. There's a difference, right? There's a difference between being tired spiritually, uh, uh, physically, even mentally and emotionally. There's a difference to being tired there and having a depleted soul. When you have a depleted soul, it's very difficult to articulate to other people. But just a side note real quick. When was the last time you took stock of the state of your soul? One of the most significant questions you can be asked is, how is your soul? And as much as it's nice when someone cares enough to, about you to ask that question, for many of us, it probably doesn't happen as often as it should. And so can I ask you this question? How's your soul doing? How's your soul? Many of us, as we listen to this, you may not even know how to answer this question. And so there might be the journey we all need to go on to be able to be aware of the state of our souls. But how is your soul? Is it thriving or is it starving and hurting? Is it healthy or is it broken? So how is your soul? I think it's so important. But out of a place of a hurting soul, the sons of Korah say to themselves, hope in God. I know times can be tough. You know, you, you might be going through stuff at the moment that makes you hopeless. You might have gone through years of just being knocked down or disappointed or all that stuff. But we get still get to choose. We can still say to ourselves, hope in God. God, and it might not change what you're feeling, but it's a decision, it's a choice. Hope in God. Hope in God even when you don't feel like it. Hope in God even when you don't uh, sense the hope rising, you can still choose. The writer of Hebrews would echo this and write, We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. I love that. I love that hope is an anchor for our souls. When our souls are adrift, when our souls are navigating the, the currents of a hopeless world, we can anchor our souls with hope. When the situations threaten our stability and it feels like everything is going wrong, every single human being has this thing called hope. And it is the ability to anchor it has the ability to anchor our soul. Just like an anchor is part of every ship's inventory, hope is a part of every human's resources. The thing is, though, that an anchor that is either kept on board or an anchor attached to the wrong thing is not helping anyone. So what is your anchor attached to? In fact, Solomon would write in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. For a lot of people, while they're in the midst of their storm, they unknowingly attach their anchor to the wrong thing. And in doing so, they hope in the wrong thing, and this adds to the storm uh, of disappointment and frustration, shame and guilt. It doesn't help them. It actually hurts them. The thing that can break us is not always the storm we are in, but the trust, the hope we place in the wrong thing in the midst of the storm. Let me ask you, you, you may know this, you, you may have gone through life, gone through a storm, and in the midst of that storm, you trusted the wrong person, or you trusted the wrong process, or you placed your hope in the wrong thing. And as a result of misplaced hope, the storm got worse. Yes, the storm, stuck, the, the storm sucks, but being let down by someone or something you hoped would help 
hoped would save can make the storm unbearable. As followers of Jesus, uh, my, my prayer is that each of us here today would, would begin to see this a little bit differently. We have a hope that is anchored in God. That's what the writer of Hebrews is trying to say. Our hope is anchored. There is, a, there is an anchor that we can hold on to. We can say with clarity and confidence, I hope in God. Just like the sons of Korah declared in Psalm 42, I hope in God. And perhaps today you need to tell yourself, you need to, before you say to anyone else, you need to say it to yourself like the sons of Korah did. Why are you downcast, O my soul? I will yet hope in God. I choose it. I choose to hope when all around me is hopeless. I choose to hope when it doesn't make sense to. I choose hope. This is a kind of hope that is not limited by the grave or by reason. This hope is undefeatable because your hope is in Jesus, the one whom the grave could not stop, the one whom death could not end. So just for a few moments as we close off, I want to ask you a few reflecting questions. Number one, as I asked earlier, how is your soul? Do you, like the sons of Korah, have a downcast, a hurting soul, or is your soul doing okay? You might be tired, you might be busy, but you can still have a healthy, thriving soul. So how is your soul? Second question, in the midst of your storm, what have you chosen to hope in? In other words, what is your anchor attached to? What have you chosen to hope in? Are you hoping that your spouse is going to fix you, your kids are going to give you meaning? Are you hoping that your job is going to turn around, the economy is going to turn around, the government is going to turn it around? Are you hoping in man-made things or are you hoping in God? And that's the last question. Can you choose hope today? Choose hope. Don't choose to reflect what social media tells you. Don't choose to reflect the, the downcast trajectory of society. Don't choose to just be a mirror of society. Hope in God. My prayer for you listening here today is that you, like the sons of Korah, would declare, it doesn't matter what people around me are saying, it doesn't matter the context of my soul, hope in God. I choose it, I believe it, and I'm going to live it out. God, I pray for each and every single person listening to this podcast that we would all choose hope, a hope that is attached to you, a hope that is anchored in your presence and your magnificence and your glory. Because when our hope is anchored in you, God, there is nothing that can shake us. And so may we all choose hope. In your name we pray. Amen. Man, I hope you have a phenomenal week filled with opportunities for you to remind yourself, choose hope. Every time you're faced with a small decision, may you be reminded, choose hope. So that in the big decisions, you can choose hope as well. God bless you. We will see you same time, same place next week.